Welcome to the College Football Bros. I'm Michael Newman. I'm Ryan Newman. And I'm Trey Newman. All right, this is day one of our Big 12 preview week and day 22 of our overall college football preview series. So check out our feed for the first 21 episodes to get you ready for the season. Uh, But Ryan, what's our question for today? The question is, is Oklahoma a true college football playoff championship contender? Okay, we will give our definitive answers at the end of the episode, but uh, let's start breaking down Oklahoma and Trey start with their offense, which is usually pretty good. It's not bad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. As usual, the the offense won't necessarily be the issue for the Sooners' chance at a at a national title run. Um, yes, Spencer Rattler had some shaky moments last year, but it was his freshman year. There was, of course, no off season leading up to it, and then we saw him grow up as the season went on. He he continued to improve. Over the final seven games, he threw 15 touchdowns, only had two picks. He's a Heisman favorite. Not really worried about uh, that part of the the offense. To me, the biggest question mark comes with the offensive line. They lose all everything, Creed Humphrey and Adrian Ely, but they're kind of hoping that Tennessee transfer Wanya Morris can mesh well. Um, when you look at the, the running backs, I, I feel that the losses – kind of wash out with the gains in my eyes they lose tj pledger and ramondre stevenson but they get kennedy brooks back after he opted out last year they also get tennessee transfer eric gray he was electric when we saw him with the in the vols uniform uh brooks i mean he averaged over seven yards per carry in his career he had two 1000 yard seasons and so yeah, if he i think running back form, position got significantly better this year with with the brooks, very well could brooks certainly elevates it yeah yeah, and then and then of course the wide receiver group. I mean, Marvin Mims is kind of the the marquee name right now. He he was a stud. You got guys like Theo Weiss. Um, they have a productive transfer from Arkansas. Mike Woods. I mean, I could go on and on. I think the the receiving core is one of the deepest uh, receiving groups in in the country. Um, you know, I could continue on with the the offense, but overall, I'm just I'm not too concerned with that side of the ball for Lincoln Riley. No, definitely not. And um, yeah, I think you did made a good point bringing up the offensive line. I mean, still, if you're projecting offensive lines, you would say Oklahoma could be the best in the country. But last year, the running game was not nearly as efficient or explosive as it usually is. It was still good, but just not that crazy elite level that it that it had been. So getting that uh, back back up and maybe Brooks and Gray will, will help that. That would be a big help towards winning a national title. And with, with Spencer Rattler, like obviously if you're making a top quarterback list in the country, he's either one or two on that list. But there is still you know, a gap between the way he played last year and what Baker Mayfield was his junior and senior year, what Kyler Murray was in his single season as a starter. And that's to be expected. It was Rattler's you know, freshman year. So there's, you would think he could make that jump this year to be that guy, but not necessarily given that he's you know, all-time good like those guys were. Yeah, yeah. You guys didn't even mention they have a couple of really good tight ends. So they, yeah, <laughs> they got it all. It's, they do. Uh, all right. Well, let's move on to the side of the ball that OU. It's been OU's nemesis, as Trey kind of mentioned here. Um, the defense. Uh, well, the last couple of years they've been getting much better uh, under new defense coordinator Alex Grinch. Well, newish, but um, this year should be maybe even better than the past couple of years. So, in 2018, before Grinch arrived, they gave up over 33 points a game. Uh, not not good. Uh, in his in Grinch's first year, it dropped down to 27. Grinch's second year dropped down to 22. So uh, a very good 
this trend going on there. Uh, and this year seems like it should be, you know, maybe even better. They got a great D-line led by Perry and Winfrey and Isaiah Thomas. Uh, so those guys are both, you know, all Big 12 caliber players. Nick Benito coming off the edge, second-team All-American, lots of sacks. Caleb Kelly comes back at linebacker, missed all last year. My one question mark for this OU defense is that corner, just because it's not theoretically they don't have two returning starters. Woody Washington, DJ Graham, talented talented guys, no doubt about it, but they just don't have the proven playmaking ability that you would like to see um, from you know uh, an, like a national title contending team uh, at corner. They could end up being really good. I'm not saying they won't be, but it, it's a possibility that they are maybe holds OU's defense back a bit. Yeah, I'm. I hear you. They they um they played well last year. I mean, it, but but they're not proven shutdown corners. They could emerge into right. that, and people are really high on on both of those guys. But uh, I guess we'll we'll wait and see. I think also at at safety, maybe a little bit of of a question mark. Even though you bring back Turner Yell and Fields, um, but losing the kind of impact DB in. Trey Norwood is, I think, a, a huge loss. Now, they bring in Key Lawrence, and he should bolster the safety group. So uh, we'll see there. But, uh, but yeah, the, the front six of the defense is so good that I am not worried. And Ronnie Perkins is a big loss, of course, but he yeah. only played six games last year. And they get back Jalen Redman, uh, who sat out last year. So hopefully that could yep. replace that uh, p- production. Yeah. So we've kind of narrowed down and honed in on the both sides of the ball. The next big thing to look at is the schedule. And the schedule honestly sets up really well for them, especially if they want to make a run at the the national title. Uh they only play one projected top fifty team on the road, and that's Oklahoma State in Bedlam, the final game of the season. Um they're projected double digit favorites in ten or eleven games. They get the second best team in conference Iowa State in Norman in late November. And then you look at their non-conference, it's about as easy as they come, really. They play Tulane, Western Carolina, and then they host Nebraska. So the schedule is pretty, pretty favorable. For sure. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's answer the question then. Is Oklahoma a true CFP championship contender? And I'll go first. I think the answer is yes. Um, I think in the preseason, this might be the closest that Oklahoma has been to number one since since Lincoln Riley's been the head coach and if some young players in the secondary that we brought up break out if the running game you know gets back to that level that it has been at if Rattler takes that next step and there's reason to think all those things could happen then even just two of those three three things happen then they are a legit championship threat I agree. And if you look at the past couple of years, there's been some insanely, insanely talented Alabama uh, LSU teams where OU, they were really good. They were very good. And even maybe maybe in sometimes other years, they might have been a contender. But I just feel like the last couple of years, we've had some super, super strong teams. This year, there's one of the Clemson and Alabama. It, it's possible that those they end up like that where they are so far ahead of the pack, but new there they have question marks coming into this year. That's not for sure that they're going to be at that level where they're so far ahead of OU. And I think OU's defense just keeps getting progressively better that they're closing the gap. So I think they are a true championship contender. Are they the favorites? No, but I think they have, they have a shot. Yeah. I mean, I think I, the answer to me is yes. The stars seem to be aligning. Uh, 
yeah, the defense has been a little leaky in some games, but I'm banking on the continued improvement on that side of the ball with Alex Grinch. And I think this year they can finally, they can kind of trust the defense to where they know kind of what they're, they're ceiling and what they, what they've got. So they can maybe afford to take a little bit more risks and generate some more turnovers because I also think that the offense is, is going to be even that much better to kind of offset some of the risk taking that they might do on defense. And with the schedule that I laid out, I think this is, I'm really buying into them finally being a true threat uh, threat, you know, cause I know it's been easy to say the last few years that they weren't good enough, but it was, you know, it was too much to ask of their defense uh, in the, in the previous trips, but I don't think that's the case this season. So my answer is yes, they could win it, win it all. Yeah, if that defense plays like it did at the end of last year, and even if it can improve, then yeah. for sure. Okay, so thank you for checking out the College Football Bros. If you're an OU fan, let us know in the comments your thoughts on on our breakdown here. Share it with fellow Sooner fans if if you enjoyed it, and and yeah, add in add in your thoughts because I'm sure you've got additional insight that we don't have. Uh, we will be back tomorrow discussing Oklahoma's biggest competition in the Big 12, Iowa State. So we'll see you then. You've been listening to the College Football Bros. If you have any questions for the next podcast, email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com. To keep up with the brothers on social media, like them on Facebook at College Football Bros, follow them on Instagram at College Football Bros, and for their commentary on Saturdays, follow them on Twitter at CFB Bros. Thanks for listening.